Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your vein. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope. Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller float. My mama told me never steal and never tell them folks. I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke. Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute, I was getting paid like a hotline Certain raw, things called We was that kind, well connected Well respected and well protected And get accepted Was rejected, now they regret it And get my message Was the signal when I was sexy The niggas I was calling was raw And I learned my lesson Now I move with aggression Use my mind as a weapon Cause chances are never given They took them like interception I'll be the corner back Me and Bilar and them, I'm G gon' bring that one up back Easy to dream, a dream, though what's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wanddown with your host, Shamor and Shakir. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Yeah, I heard that you were doing pretty damn good tonight. Oh, yeah, very damn good. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for me. I don't know, cause I keep trying. I keep hearing the word wholesome being thrown around for the night show, so I might need to take yes. a break tonight. Because I am very much that person. <clears throat> nah, that's all right. I may need to take a break tonight if it's gonna be all that. <laughs> I'm always wholesome, so it's not like it's unusual. I mean. No, it's not, it's not even a matter of unusual tonight. To be real with you, I'm trying to figure out. You know. Whatever Maj was talking about, I'm trying to figure that part out. But we'll right. get to that later <laughs> on tonight. <laughs> oh gosh! <clears throat> well, yeah, we'll get to that later on because I, I know not what you speak of. Uh, Imaj was just being her usual yeah. bubbly self, and yeah, so I don't know. What yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the story, <laughs> like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so somebody has had some great news the last couple weeks. I'm like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I see posts and I'm like, let's see him. So you should just go ahead and tell everybody so we can, like, catch well, on the back. 
Yeah, well, well, we'll go ahead and work with that. That's not a problem. Um, the God, where do we start? Basically, Please. I've I've been back. I've been I've been I've been you know behind the scenes doing my thing and all that other stuff and whatnot, getting prepared for the uh, the the first my first series to be released in terms of uh, the first book in that series being released in December. Um, working been working behind the scenes with my publisher. I've been, you know, I was pitching different things and trying to see what they would want to work with and what they didn't want to work with and all that other good stuff and whatnot. And as of yeah, as of this week, um, I signed the paperwork and had that shipped back off uh, to my publisher as of yesterday. So I have a second book deal with my publisher uh, with oh, right my now. history series. With my mystery series this week, uh, this particular uh, with this particular set, um, this is my kink pi series that I affectionately term mm. uh, with this particular bit. So it is literally a uh, detective series, uh, literally unlike any other, because no one really works with the type of material that I work with. Even though there are different cases that need to be solved, these particular cases have a specific twist on them. Mm, okay. Okay, well, you know. So that's been fun. I know whatever it is, is phenomenal. Well, that much is appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Shakira, you know, I'm just saying. Not a worry. Like mm-hmm. I told, like I told, folk, like I told folk on Facebook and I told folk on Twitter. Uh, Shakir TV will definitely be blasting by the time we get done with 2013, because that's really not the only news I got for the year. Right. Okay. But well, I just want to put, I just want to put this out there because we're gonna get. I want to um, kind of wrap the year up, so we're gonna go in a little bit of a hiatus. Towards the middle to end of December, and then we'll be back like yeah, January, February time. So yeah, I know we're gonna have some more. I know we get some more news from Shakira um, about all this wonderful stuff going on with him, and then um, we'll kind of take a break so everybody can enjoy the holidays, and you know we don't miss each other too much, and then we'll be back after that. So I just kind of want to. Kind of throw that out there the next couple of weeks. So everybody come back because I need you to come back. We need you to stay Lord gone. <laughs> so um, did you see the topic that we're wrapping around our guests? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I'm, I'm a little curious with that. I think I'm going to let you know this, this whole boss nonsense. Yeah, this is going to be a real fun trip. I mean, you know, we're talking about the whole entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, I, I had to think about that because, you know, I consider myself, um, I, I don't think I've ever really referred to myself as a lady boss, but I know that I do my entrepreneurial thing. And, and no matter how much of that I do, I don't think you can replace a man. It's a man for all kind of purposes. So, um, <laughs> and so what we're going to kind of talk about a little bit later after we bring our guest on is um, the topic is has 
Being a lady boss replaced the need for a good man. Must men be bosses to be able to provide for a family? Is a boss a financial status or a mentality? What the hell is a boss? We gotta examine that. So I don't want to keep our guests um, waiting, and we also have a, a caller. So we're gonna bring the guest on first, and the caller will get you. Um, but I'm gonna let um, our guest kind of explain what um, what he offers his movement. Um, because I found it to be really, really interesting, the platform. So um, I want to bring Brian on so he can kind of explain to us this platform, and we can talk a little bit about Chasing Dreams Entertainment. You with us, Brian? Yeah, I'm with you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, we can hear you, too. Okay. Okay. First of all, I want to say appreciate you for having me on the show. I'm really looking forward to the topic tonight. Um, A little bit about Chasing Dreams Entertainment. The purpose of this company is to bring positive and intelligent people together who have faith in God to succeed beyond their circumstances. And these people that we're looking for has basically heard the word no too many times, and this company will be able to tell them yes. And, you know, furthermore, we will help these individuals to knock down doors and allow the world to discover their talents that God has blessed them with. All right. All right. So, um, so for the first part of the show, you're going to be in great company. You said something <laughs> about intelligent people, and there's some people that have to come on later. I hope you can rock with them too. Because intelligent is not the word I think about. But that's later. This lady. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm just setting the stage. I gotta get mine in before he comes on. So, okay. Well, so I'm tell ready, us a little I'm... bit about. Um, tell us a little bit about your movement because I saw the t-shirts and they're pretty nice t-shirts. Right, right. Um, actually, if you look closely at the t-shirt, um, the basis of it is uh, a dream catcher. It was designed by um, my homie Amin Sturgis of I Mean Business Productions, and um, if you look closely at it, half of the dream, half of the dream catcher is a C, and the other half of the dream catcher is a D, and in the middle it's a broken star. And the concept of the logo is, you know, with this moment, with this movement, excuse me, will. Um, be able to take that broken star when you come to us and turn it into an actual star. So that's pretty much what's up with the logo. Okay. I like that. And so give me an example or idea of, like, what what the people that have heard, no, you know, you come, you know, we come to you, we're broken, we heard, no, we, we can't, we can't, we can't, and so we get to you. And how do you put our broken star back together? Well, the talent, you know, is pretty much um, all over the board. A lot of people think that our genre is just music. We do, we do every genre, whether you're a poet, rapper, singer, um, if you play an instrument, whatever you do, and you're having problems or trouble trying to put yourself out there, um, myself and uh, Ashley Jones, who's our uh, public relations uh, representative, we have a lot of connections, and what we can do is put you in the right position to meet certain people 
and to get your career on track. And pretty much it's, we're not about self. You know, a lot of people um, today are about self, but we're not about that. We're about putting other people on and representing the community and just basically having fun in the process while everybody is chasing their dreams and taking a step further to their goals. Okay. So you're kind of an outlet. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Or exposure or, you know, way of being exposed to to greater numbers than maybe you can bring yourself. Right, right. Because, you know, today and age a lot of people think that, you know, my circumstances and where I come from, there is no way out. You know, I'm I'm looking at them. I'm a testimony with them myself. You know, being from the DMV area, I made it out. You know, I'm in finishing up law school right now, and then I got this company going. So I'm looking at people like, look, if I can make it, you can make it. All you have to do is just have faith in God and go out there and chase your dreams. Your dreams is not going to come to you. You have to go out there and get it. Okay. So that's that's something that um, we as a community need more of, people that support each other, you know, um, because that's how we we rise. You know, you need to sit on somebody's shoulders at some point. So I think we miss a lot of that in in our various communities of people supporting each other, you know, because if I make your dream work, you make my dream work, everybody's happy. So definitely, I definitely commend you on that. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Sure, you got something to say? Because, you know, he said a key word that I know your ears lit up. He said something about law school. I, I didn't say I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, if the man <laughs> said law school, I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know how I am about that. So, I mean, it's, I know, it, it, I know. It, it, you know, in, in that No, go ahead, my friend. No, go ahead. I want to, I want to hear you know uh, your your thoughts about that. Well, I mean, he what 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 the reason why Shamor always says that I perk up whenever someone d- discusses law or anything legal of, or whatever the case may be. It's it's been a passion of mine where I've I've encouraged a lot of our youth, and I, I do a, I deal with a lot with them in terms of that in, in that regard. And I always tell them that they need to be more cognizant. They need to be more learned when it comes to the justice system itself. Um, not necessarily that they have to be lawyers or anything of that nature, but they deal, They still need to know the law, learn the law as much as they can because the law changes so rapidly. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not a uniform system. Uh, so whenever I hear anybody saying that they're either considering law school or considering something along the lines of law enforcement or criminal justice or anything along those lines, it has my attention. Right, right, right. And I agree with you, you know, totally a hundred percent, and actually a thousand percent. You know, by the way the the world is going right now, especially within the United States, um, you know, people have to be more cognizant of what's going on. You have to. Know the law because if you don't know the law, then anything can go wrong. You know, not to get all political, but you know, look at New York was going on with the stop and frisk thing. So, you know, you really have to be cognizant of your surroundings and your circumstances. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and it, and you know, secure. It took security to kind of 
make it make sense for me. Like I always understood that there was a need to know the law just as a citizen. You need to know how your you know, your daily walk is governed. But um it was during our big um um what do we want to call it? It was our first big story while we were on the air was the Trayvon Martin story. And with some things right. that Shakira said, um to the callers and, and, you know, just in general that was, like, hitting home because it was, like, you know, people have all these ideas of how they felt that the case should have been um, played out or covered or, you know, and that was his big point was, you know, know the law, know the law. And I was, like, that's when it makes the most sense when you talk about location and knowing the law for where you are. So I definitely agree that um, we need more um, of that type of information in our community as well, just so we can become more aware of what our rights are actually and not very generalized ideas of what, you know, what, what we're governed by. So, yes, especially, when it comes to, yeah, especially when it comes to those under 18. Um, I, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, I was privy to being uh, a part of a career day earlier today at my, um, at my work location. And, for those that you know, for those listeners that don't know, I work and I work in an alternative, uh, an alternative school. So you know, I'm dealing with kids that are constantly dealing with any kind of legal issues, whether it's you know going to court for uh, whatever charges they may be brought up on or anything along those lines. So it's a daily grind for me to have to deal with in terms of you know trying to keep them motivated as much as they can as far as school is concerned even though they're dealing with all of this all of this legal bullshit that they're dealing with. And I got the shock of my life this morning when I spoke with uh when I spoke with a gentleman that happened to be the deputy uh district attorney for Fulton County here in Atlanta. And to hear him to hear him explain to me that it's no longer it's no longer the way that we thought it was when it came when it comes to juvenile justice in the state of Georgia where, you know, a lot of kids were like, okay, well, I'm 13, you know, they'll kind of go a little easy on me or whatever the case may be, you know, even if I, even if I happen to use a weapon in the commission of a crime, you know, they'll kind of just send me to a youth detention center and everything will be okay. What he told me about rotting my world, when he told me that he had to send two 14-year-olds to not one but two life sentences as 14-year-old children, because they were using life weapons sentences? in the commission of a life sentences. Wow. Yeah, that's that's that right there is crazy within itself. But then it also goes back to our company mission. You know, a lot of these um, teenagers and a lot of these young adults and a lot of adults, they don't have anybody reaching back to them and talking to them and telling them, look, you know, I made it out. You can make it out. You know, we have this going on over here, and we can help you. And, you know, when you reach back and you say we can help you, they have to first take the step to be helped. And once they take that step to be helped, then it's on us to actually not play games with their talent and not play games with their life and put them in a position to get 
get out of their circumstances because, you know, I go back to D.C. all the time in the DMV area and also have people out in Atlanta and Jersey and Philly, um, Cali, and the list goes on and on, on and on, excuse me, and it's like, when you sit back and you look at the youth and look at people who are out here grinding, especially down in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's like, you know, they're looking for it. They have aspirations for getting out of their circumstances. And if we don't reach back and help them, then, of course, they're going to turn to, well, I need money now, you know, but you have to make sure that they understand that Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, a lot of people want to go, from A to Z without going from A to Z, you know. It's a grind and it's a hustle, but if you're doing it the right way, then, you know, your your ambition and your grind and your goals, everything will come to fruition. But if you don't give them that opportunity, that's when the violence is going to increase. Right. Um, and Perry took the words that thoughts right out of my brain. We kind of do that, though. Because um, she was saying the parents, you know, play a role in that as well. And um, she went on to say that, um, and I'm reading, that the parent education also um, is a factor. It's not just about giving our kids mentors outside the home. But some parents don't have the proper tools to assist with their children, but they really want to. So... Not just that the kids need mentors, but the parents do sometimes. So, Absolutely. You know, and that and that's definitely an angle, you know, because it's almost like um, therapy. You know, I always talk to adults about, you know, therapy, because one of the things that I want to do is eventually when I step outside of the box I'm in right now, um, I want to do counseling with children. And one of the things that's most important is that you have to realize, you know, it's difficult when you counsel a child and you put them back into the home environment and the home environment has not changed. So, yeah, you you can teach a kid to cope, but then when you put them back in a situation every day, they're going to revert to that sense of what's normal. And it makes it so much more difficult for them to grow and change when their surroundings don't grow and change. So, you know, definitely, you know, when you're talking about mentoring them through their arts, which is definitely the way to get them um, because our kids are very artistically inclined in various ways, and that passion, when you attach to that passion, you can definitely get them. But then you have to also think about where do you place them after you start to grow that and hone in on that skill, where do you place them after that? You place them back in dysfunction, and how are they going to come full circle if it's still broken in the cycle? So that's definitely something that, you know, you want to think about. We have a couple of callers that I want to go ahead and take because they've been holding a long time. So um, area code is 732. Area code 732, you're on the air. Yeah, how you doing? Um, good. This is my person. Huh? I say good and you. All right. You know, this is my first time, like, listening to the show. And um, you, I got something really going on right here, right? Yeah, 
very inquisitive, you know, and um, I support you brothers up there in the movement that y'all, y'all making right now. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Because it's, it is hard out there for the youth, and it's, and it's good for uh, people to know the law. I myself was, uh, how you say, legally lynched in South Carolina, right? You know, yeah, and that's that's a that's a state that's just horrible. Woof! I already know because I'm sitting in the penitentiary right now, and I'm calling y'all yeah. in the penitentiary right now. <laughs> so okay. I know I know the status of uh, of learning the law, especially out here when they when it's lawless, you know. But um, absolutely, I, I appreciate I appreciate the. Uh, the movement that y'all have going on, because hopefully somewhere down the line, somebody can prosper from from your generosity with your talent, you know, by guiding these youth, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, you're going to leave them in there to gang violence and other other things that's going to recruit them, and that's not, that's not a good look in life. But I'm a writer myself, you know, and, um, I try to give these brothers behind these walls the same opportunities because right here, this is ain't nothing but a big cage full of talent. And I think had they had the opportunities that now are being shown to them, they wouldn't even end up in these crossroads, so to speak, you know? Absolutely. Definitely, man. And I want to say, you know, keep your head up out there. Keep your head up, you know. Yeah, I'm bobbing and weaving. It's all right. Everything's going to be all right. I should be home about this time next year. But, you know, it, it's been a long, time. And then long you're going to do something more. You're going to do something more with the talent, right, that talent. I'm a writer. I got a book coming out next month. Don't let it stop once you come back out of there. That's what I'm saying. It ain't going to stop, sweetheart. Hell no. I got a million okay. books to write. Okay, so you got a million books to write, then we want to read a million of your books. That's what I'm saying. Do it till you can't. Like I told you, I was legally lynched. I mean, they just grabbed me up and threw me on the tree and let me swing a little while. (laughs) 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 I got locked up for being black in a white situation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I didn't know the law. But I knew how to hunt for that tree. You know, now I'm learning how to cut myself down. <laughs> That's how that shit played out. You know, I was doing the right, somewhat right thing. You know, I wasn't no angel, but I was doing, I wasn't doing what they said I was doing. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get on in your business, but I do want to encourage you to. I do want to encourage your uh, talent, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's like this. Is, the streets, in my experiences in the streets, has shown me a lot of things. I went to Miller Technical College. My major was social psychology and physical therapy, so it's nothing slow about me. It's just the streets has showed me a lot of things that can teach a lot of lessons. See, I don't write urban novels. I write urban fables because every book I write, it teaches something. It might be entertaining, it might be sexy, it might be full of zazz, but if you pay attention, there's a lesson to be learned there. You know what I mean? For every broken heart or every shot fired. Excuse me? 
and that makes it purposeful. Yeah, exactly. I want somebody to learn through entertainment because it's like I'm not comparing myself to Jesus in no form of fashion, but I learned through the lessons of Jesus by speaking in parables. You know what I mean? A lot of people could comprehend more things when you tell them in story form rather than bluntly. You understand what I'm saying? Right. They pay attention more. Right. Okay. So um, I do want to get back uh, to a couple more calls that I have um, holding. And I'm so glad you called in. It was nice to entertain yourselves. So um, hang out with us. So let me go ahead and take a couple other calls. I said it was me saying goodbye. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I see. I feel it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll bring you back on hold. <laughs> yeah. Brian, so that gave you the opportunity to see, you know, there is that need, even though you don't need that, Brian. You know there's an opportunity for the um, for your movement, but you know if you can save one, you know that right, right, right. Like they say, each one reach one, teach one. You know, right. We got another call. We'll take the area code is five one zero. You're on the air, caller. No, that's me. This is Perry. I don't have anything to say. Oh, that's Perry all hands up. I already said it. Well, say hi, Perry. At least say hi. Yeah, who am I talking about? To it depends. Hi, Terry. Hey, everybody. This is Brian. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's good. Glad to hear it. And where is Ryan? We here? Love and... No, Ryan's not on yet. And please oh, okay. don't call him up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this moment right now Basking in the non-run time Well I like the topic I like the topic a lot I think it's important So I'm glad I called in tonight Which topic? Because we started with one Well we, we went off of course one. a little bit But we the one about away the, from that. the youth <laughs> I mean I'm always, always yeah. interested in the youth And you were saying you wanted to go into counseling at some point I think that would be good like working with, um, I worked with teen girls before. The teen boys, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But I mean, I just think that it's all important. okay. So I'm gonna share this with my wind down family because I don't speak about this all the time, just because I like to keep my world separate. Mm-hmm. But by day, I am a teacher, so okay. I work with them every day, and I find myself counseling kids more than teaching them. Yeah. And if I don't counsel them, I can't teach them. And there's so many needs um, just for our kids to function. Yeah. And and if I don't service those needs first, I can't teach them how to write. You know, there's no hope in me teaching them how to write because writing is such an emotional journey. So it is. It is. I, um, so I find myself doing that, and I, and I found myself in a loop for several years where the counselors would have to come to me to know what's going on with the kids because the kids will come to me first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it confirms some things because I, I do 
feel like I have a connection with kids, but um, I can't do both, you know. So I'm going to have to pick one, and I prefer that relationship with them. So It's a big job. I substituted it before. Is. I've done it, so I had a combo class that I subbed for, and it was fifth, sixth grade, and I had a kid in there because you were talking about creativity and, and artistic expression and stuff like that. And I had a little boy in there where um, when I was getting everybody to do their work, he was he just, I thought he was rebelling. And, like, under normal circumstances, somebody probably would have, like, put him out the class or went off on him and you're just going to not do what I ask you to do type thing. But when I looked over at what he was doing, he was drawing. And, I mean, this little boy, he was fifth grade, sixth grade, I'm sorry, and was drawing stuff that you see on tattoos, like art. Mm-hmm. Freehanded, like not from a picture, not from anything. Right. And just so I told him, you'd go ahead and do that for the rest of the class. Like, for real. I wanted him to. And then the other kids started to crowd around him to see what he was doing. But, you know, he said every time he got ready to draw, somebody told him, stop, put that down, even at home. Yes. So it was just kind of like, you know, really taking away his whole creative outlet. Yeah, so, but I, I mean, and that's, that's the scary part is that mm-hmm. because – because as a culture, sometimes we always want to embed in our kids that they need to do something that earns them a lot of money mm-hmm. and that, you know, can sustain a lifestyle, and we push them away from art, you know, right. whatever that is, the music, you know, any of any of the arts, because that's not a good, stable job, you know. And it tests me because I was like, oh, they, we should never do that um, to our kids. And then here comes mine. <laughs> and my youngest is mid arts and crafts, and she wants to be an actress. And, you know, and I, I had to watch myself because I found myself being ready to say those very things. Girl, you need to get a job. What what you going to do? But that's what she wants to do. And so if I equip her with, you know, the skills for that, that she's marketable, why can't she do that? I don't, and she should be able to, I think. With a lot of us, culturally, we come from families that are like, go get you a job, get you a good pension. And we need to practice teaching our kids, yeah, they can get a good job, but we also need to teach them that use your creativity because you can be your own boss. Don't, like, just instill in them to go be somebody's employee. They could be somebody's employer. Right. And that whole creative outlet is a part of that. Like, to shut that down is making them miss out on a whole part of who they are. Right. You know, so right. I tell my baby that all like I want him. I don't. I'm heavy on school. Like I'm super involved in academics. His teachers they hate to see me even coming. But at the same <laughs> time, I always tell him, you know, he likes <laughs> doing art and stuff like that. I'm like, have you a t-shirt line or learn? You know, mm-hmm. if you want some software, I think, like I'm throwing stuff like that at him because I don't want him. Like I grew up in a single parent household, so my mama was in survival mode all the time so she was just always get you a good job make sure i got good retirement and that's fine but then later when you realize there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there in the world that you can contribute to is like culture shock you don't know what to do with that so if you instill it when you're young you get the best person from there you know so right absolutely absolutely um and Brian, you know, there's an element that I know is missing from our community with our kids, even our, mainly our athletes, but, uh, and it's all part of that mentorship, but in in the sense that they get, you know, we get some athletes that 
from the time they hit a field or a court, they're wanted, they're desired. They have the skills, you know, great um, abilities, and no one stops to say, yeah, they have this skill set, and they're really, really at the top of the tier for that, but when do we mature, mature that character so that it can handle this new lifestyle? Because I just took you from average and made you superstardom, and I didn't do anything with your person, your character in the meantime. So you get there, and then what happens? You know, right. we lose it by being in the news all the time. Or we don't know how that we mismanage our money, or somebody else takes us for our money. You know, you know. So if you could do me that favor, when you pull these kids in and you're, you know, you're honing those skills and helping them market themselves, maybe could you also work on on growing them to to that exposure? Because they don't know, they don't know. They're doing what they're comfortable in doing, or what they think that is. Um, what you're what they think you're supposed to do once you get a certain um, status, you know, financial status. This is how you're supposed to act, and it doesn't always work out that way. And that same fan base that loves you can end up hating you too. So right, right, right. And yeah. it's most it's really important, you know, those basketball players, those football players, the one when you see at a young age. It's really important to install in them that, you know, not everybody is built for the NBA. Not everybody is built for the NFL, you know. So you have to, like you said, teach their character because at the end of the day, whatever venue that you go into, whether it's the NBA, NFL, whatever, you have to know the difference between becoming rich and being wealthy. Yep. You know, Allen Iverson was right. rich, right. you know, and you can see how that turned out. Being wealthy right. is in the investments and giving back to your community and helping somebody else, you know, that long money, something you can pass down to your kids and to right. their kids and to their kids. So I think right. that it's really important that we install that in them, you know, now, I'm not saying, you know, whoever listening, if you want to go for the NBA, go for the NBA. I back you 100%. But just know, once you reach the NBA, you have a whole bunch of elements that come with it. And if your character is not ready for that, then next thing you know, you're not going to be in the NBA. Right. I figure when anybody right. is going for rich versus wealth, you always have to have a plan B, C, and D because rich is not – is is temporary. Wealth is something that's established that you can carry through generations and over and over again. I mean, and that could just be wealth in a person, in their heart, their spirit, anything like that. I mean, heavy. Right, right. Okay, so um, Imaj is wanting to come on, and I know that she has, a lot of things say, and she wanted to make sure everyone knew she was innocent. Oh, my God. <laughs> you might as well put me on hold if this crazy person is about to get on. Turn up, turn so, up, turn up. Really, Terry? We have had Girl. this debate all day. Um, Shakir? Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's about to be, um, as he said, turn up. Cause 
You got Iman and Perry at one time. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to get into this topic. I'm ready to get into Uh-oh. this topic. They want to start so fired. Look, if, if, if the man, if the man said we can go get, in, you go ahead and go and get to it. Let's go and get to it. Okay. Well, I just, I just need him to understand um, because he's saying that, but that's before he met Ron and. <laughs> I'm just saying, Ron is like because Perry said something. Ron's ready. He's like on the line. You know, you know how this is, and I'm trying to keep him at bay because I know once he says hello, shit's going down. I know it is. I know it is. So, like opening up a cage. Yes, you had the nerve to open it up. <laughs> Well, again, time to run with it. <laughs> so, Imaj, I'm going to let you be on here for a minute. Then I got to let him on here. And I can't have you on with him when he first gets on because it's just okay. a fight. So I'll bring you back okay, right on. Right now, I ain't, I'm about to say, I, ain't, I ain't in the mood to wear zebra stripes tonight. Sorry. It's just <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Am I, are you going to say something to Brian? Too? Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Imaj. How are you? Yes, I'm good, honey. How are you doing? I'm um, great. Awesome. We got her a pen. Everybody. Don't forget to tell her. Stop it, Perry. <laughs> um, you know, I am a clear supporter of Chasing Dreams Entertainment because, you know, I believe in people's dreams. Someone had to take a chance on me at one point, and so I believe in giving people opportunity and giving them the right tools to get to where they want to be and need to be. Even if you go to my Facebook page, my picture, I'm wearing my shirt proudly. So, And my team that's behind me, they have their shirts, and they wear theirs proudly as well. So definitely it's an a great thing, and to me, it makes so much sense. So, congratulations! I'm proud of you, and so, you know, kudos all the way around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Ooh. Okay, what, yeah, I'm kicking you off, and I'm kicking off um, Perry's. Because Terry still can't be on when he comes on. So. Um, yeah. So Terry, we shall talk. Later. What? Yeah, I'll bring you, I'll bring you on later. But um, that's yeah, fine. Go. I'm good. I don't need to be on Ron. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Ron's got this whole reputation. Okay. It is what it is. Okay, ladies, we'll talk to you in a bit. Let me go ahead and open up Ron's mic. Oh Lord Jesus, let me pray over it before I open it. Oh Lord Jesus, you know, watch his mouth. Okay, Ron, are you with us this evening? Good evening. How are we doing? Great, great. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I wish I would have had a chance to to spend some time with Imaj and Perry, but um, unfortunately, that wasn't in the cards. I gotta take it. 
and we digress. Did you have something to say today, uh, Ron? Oh, well, actually, I'm going through something. Can I share something? Sure, yes, please do. All right, Um, well, we just had uh, parent-teacher's night early in the week, and um, it was kind of interesting. You know, I I have a fifth grader, so I go to my daughter's school, and I talk to a teacher, Mr. Scott Sam Rodriguez. So I'm talking. (laughs) That's the lady's name. Yeah, Miss. Ms. Wow. Damn, excuse me, Rodriguez. Excuse me, Ms. Rodriguez. So, um, so yeah. So I'm waiting outside. And as I'm waiting outside as all the parents are having their meeting, I'm looking on the board outside the classroom so you can see the work that your child has done. I'm sure we're familiar with the team. So as I look, I, I noticed that they did uh, the bulletin board on the book-ish. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the book-ish. Okay. Now, the first thing I did is I transformed back to my uh, 10-year-old fifth-grade self, and I said, ish, that's shit. <laughs> and that's the first thing that I thought. I, so w- without actually looking into it, I said, oh, it's a book called shit. I said, no, no, maybe I got to look into this to see exactly what. So I look at some of the, some of the uh, examples that kids are doing. It's, 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 it's almost clear what they're doing, but it's not really clear. And I'm looking, some of them are making fun of things. And, and, and I look at my daughter and, and husband's random shit. Excuse me, random-ish. And I'm like, random-ish? It's too late. That doesn't fit. So I finally talked to the teacher, and I asked her, ah, well, we finished talking about my daughter's uh, classwork, and it was a good, pretty good report card. So I asked her, what's this ish? on the board outside. Can you explain that? <laughs> so she explains to me it's a book that they read in class, uh, and it's a decent book or what have you. I said, well, um, well, let me ask you a question. Were they laughing when they were doing this project? And she said, hey, 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 yeah, a little bit. I said, a little bit. And I'm looking at her like that's appropriate. So so I said, um, now, we, we all know what ish means. Ish means like is that blue? No, that's not blue. That's blueish. Okay, we understand the concept of what ish means. So when I see my daughter did random ish, I'm like, that don't fit no rules. Hold on. <laughs> so, so then I look at her friend. Her friend did weirdo ish. I'm like, weirdo ish. That don't fit no rules. He says, you don't use weirdo like random like like these kids was having fun. I'm on that weirdo shit. I'm on that random shit. And I'm saying to myself, but now these kids, okay, you can understand if kids want to manipulate the system. So I look at the board in the next class. And the teacher wrote, we're writing some ish. I said, hold the fuck up. I said, hold on. So it's not just the students. It's the teachers, too, who it's okay for them to write cold words of shit on the board. And I'm, 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 I'm saying to myself, I really need to put my daughter in private school again. This public school system is why I'm hurting Mr. Goddamn Rodriguez because you got my daughter writing about shit. And they lie. Goddamn. You don't realize you don't realize how that was expressive. Yes. 
Because they got my baby writing about shit, random shit to be specific. And I'm saying to myself, well, I, I know my baby, she's going to take advantage of things when she wants to. So she got a hey, 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 random ish. Uh, I'm funny. Uh, no, that's not appropriate for a fifth grader. My goodness. Well, you have, I'm just telling you, you have moved the chat room to thoroughly <laughs> jump on your bandwagon, you know, that somebody said this is some silly shit. I mean, it's, um, this Listen, ish is horrible. They got my daughter talking about ish. And I'm saying it ain't appropriate. Your story is really random ish. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that with the same intentions as your daughter. <laughs> oh my goodness! You see, now the fact that you're an educator, it makes me look at the whole entire goddamn system like there's something wrong with this ish. Wow! <laughs> starting at home, it's in the water. At home? Are you talking about starting at home? You said the whole time. The whole <laughs> and, and what state is this? Um, Ron ish. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> a bull ish <laughs> with Ron ish. That's what it is. That's the state. That's what it state is. A bull ish. Right, that's the new lexicon, Ron ish. Okay, we can go with that. It's still inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying not to use any bad words, and I'm trying to stay relevant to the bull issue talking, and you're making it difficult. Like we cannot wrap anything around your bullish. So it is what it is. It ain't bullish. It's just ish. Wow! Wow! I'm sorry, to believe Paris, this yellow bus thing, is it short? <laughs> oh, no, seriously, no. seriously, do you think that it's appropriate that the school system references shit in their lessons? That's appropriate? Just... Every now and then, a good shit will make you feel a lot better. <laughs> I don't care where you are. <laughs> care, care what oh, system you're in. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm just gonna homeschool my daughter from now on. Don't we don't have to worry about her ish anymore. I apologize. <laughs> my bad. You promise? You ain't never got to worry about me saying a goddamn thing about her school no more. <laughs> Not never. And if we could just fix that parenting, it she'd be great. Wow. About wow. That daddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think everybody. Yeah, everybody's so done with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's wild. So, that is wild. So, Ron. Yes, ma'am. Ron, can I ask you a question? Anytime you want. All right, good. I'm moving on. Um, so talk to me about lady bosses. Do you believe in lady bosses? Like, is that a good thing to have a negative connotation? Is that a positive word? 
I mean, as a man who had a bunch of lady bosses, it, it, it is what it is. It just is, you know, you got incompetent lady bosses, you got confident lady bosses. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I actually, I think it's a little worse sometimes. See, the environment I work in, I work in, it makes me uh, 85% women. So if you have that many women, maybe it's a little harder to reign over them as a woman. They don't give you the same respect. So maybe it's a little different dynamic with high person bosses. But um, as a man having a female voice, I don't have a problem with it at all as long as you're confident. Okay. Now I'm going to ask the question again because you must have been in one of those ish schools because you missed the question. <laughs> yeah, you missed the question. Yeah, about to deteriorate. Oh, God. Oh, God. I didn't mean the Boss of you being a lady, but I mean that whole new concept of lady bosses being that independent woman who is the entrepreneur and, you know, and maybe in a equal relationship where you're dating someone who considers themselves a lady boss because of what she does daily. That's what the hell I was talking about. I mean... Let's be real like about you it. Dating, like I, let's pretend that people you're considering yourself a boss. Are you really a boss? I mean, a boss has people underneath them. So, so unless you actually are a boss, then you need not call yourself that. If you are uh, 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 the head of your company and it's just you, then you are a boss, a worker, an errand boy, and all that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you be a boss. But, what? Okay, no, stop. No, stop. It's hurting. It's I hurting no me. Stop. It's hurting me that the the fact that you are trying to never mind so this whole concept. That's why I teach kids. I can't. Okay, moving on. Um, Brian. Yes, yes. You've been wanting to tackle this question, so I'm gonna go ahead and open the floor to you. Ron, get your note cards out and write some notes, please. <laughs> Get my note card out and write some notes. Okay, sure, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I just look at it like this. A boss man wants a boss woman, not an assistant, you know. Um, when you're looking at an independent woman um, from the male perspective, and I'm not talking from all males, I'm just talking from my perspective and other people I talk to, you know, we're looking for to build an empire. You know, you have to be independent and bring something to the table. So you have to be that boss woman. We don't need assistance. You know, we don't need a secretary. We need a boss woman who can handle her own business as well as help out with our business and vice versa. You know, um, a woman, I believe, needs a man that can handle his business as well as help her out, you know, with her business. And, you know, it always comes back to the term ride or die. You know, I got you, you got me. Let's just build this empire and hold it down. Okay, so you feel like it's one of those things you have to be equally matched um, in, I guess, your effort? Right, right. But, you know, actually we was having this conversation, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, 
Um, I was having a conversation with a couple of uh, young women, and this whole term of a boss woman has really gotten out of hand. And I'm going to say that firsthand because I feel like how are you a boss woman and you not about your business? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think that the term is really getting out of hand, and I think that the actual real women who are bosses, who are about their empire, are being really overshadowed by pretenders. Mm. Completely agreed. Yeah, and, and, you know, I guess that goes back to defining what is a boss woman. Um, you know, when you talk about being a lady boss, what is it that you're proclaiming in that statement? You know, because is that the same thing as saying I'm independent of needing a man to support myself? Or is that saying that I'm independent of needing a system to support myself? What What are you saying when you say that you're a lady boss? What what part of that are you giving up? You know what 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 dependence are you yielding to? So, um, I think that's something that we need to kind of talk about as women. You know, when we are calling each each other lady bosses, what are we saying that we see in each other that would denote that? And I and hmm. I just want to say this. I just want to say this. You cannot be a lady boss, you know what I'm saying, and you're trying to dictate your life off a reality TV show. I just want to say that. Mm. Yeah. Don't get mm. me started. Yeah, because, you know, one, one, one part of that question is, is, is that a mentality? Is being a lady boss a mentality or financial status? Because that, that's also something that I wonder. Are you saying because you – I mean, because I have seen people say they're lady bosses, and then they waiting on their, you know, food stamps. You know, you know, is that a lady boss? Is it? I'm just saying, is that a, is it, is finance, does finance have anything to do with it? Or is it a mentality? Because if it's a mentality, I totally understand that. But what is it? What factors have to be justified? What criteria? Oh, yeah, I have a caller that I want to take because this caller has been holding for a while, and I hate to keep people holding a long time because <clears throat> I never do that. Um, the area code. <laughs> I knew you were last. The area code is nine seven three. Uh, area code is nine seven three. You're on the air. Hi everyone, it's Taylor. Um, hey, hey, hi. Then you win some. Then you win a contest. Did I win a contest? Um, yes. Yay! I got to say yay, like, live on the air. You won the poetry contest? Is that right, Brian? Yeah, I was... I, I was um, Miss Taylor, she can describe it more. So go ahead, Miss Taylor. Um, well, I don't think that that subject is appropriate for what we're talking about, but I did win. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm Check me on my show. Okay, she checked me. It's over. I was going to behave. But it was um, Erotic Friday, so I submitted an erotic poem, and let's just say that I won, you know, and let's be done with that. Oh, wow. That's what I'm not oh, going to be fast. Okay. You have to what? go back and read it. She was fast. Well, you ain't got to tell me. I saw something she said today. She was being all fast and nasty. I saw it. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I, talking I, to Shakir. She's talking to Shakir all fast and nasty. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. But see, here's she the forget, thing, though. She I forgets think... that we can read and write. <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing, see, the way that my Facebook is set up, Okay, I promised I was going to behave, so I'm going to behave. I wanted to actually chime in. It was um, not this topic, but the topic before about, you know, giving our children the, um, the outlet for different things. Um, I find that it is true. My son is 12 and he is taller than me, and I am 5'7", and everyone is, when they see us, the first thing that they say is, you don't play basketball? And he's like, no, my son is a very good artist. He's one, I can't count how many, you know, art contests and things like that. I encourage him more so with his art than I do basketball. He plays basketball, but it's not like a big thing to him. And I think that children need more than just, oh, if you're tall, you can play basketball, or if you can run flat, run fast, you should play football, and that's their ticket. I mean, a football scholarship... A football scholarship does help. A art scholarship does help, but they need to they need to know that there are other things that they could do also. Just not it's just yeah. not that meal ticket just to quote unquote get out the hood. Right. And then also to this topic about um boss ladies. I I think um this is just my personal opinion. I think a boss lady is someone who actually has their own business, and they're running it day-to-day. They are involved in every aspect of the business. I don't think it's Latoniqua that's sitting at home playing in her hair and taking selfies, waiting on her food stamps because she did hashtag boss lady. I don't think that's that. Hold up, hold up, hold up, I got a comment. You know, food stamps can be good in certain situations. I just want to put that out there. I just want to put that out there. All right. And definitely, definitely as an assistant, never as a crutch. I never support a crutch. I never support a crutch. It don't matter whether it's a crutch or not. It ain't a boss move in the least little bit. Exactly. Right. That's my point. Like, if you just at home taking selfies all day, you're not a boss at all. You're the boss of your... But hold, hold up, sister girl. I take a lot of selfies, so what you trying to say? I think I'm personally being attacked at this moment. Um, you, you are absolutely not being attacked because during the day, you do what? You're a teacher. Am I right? Yeah, I, I go to work. Yes, I do. Okay. So my professional voice. I sure do. I go educate the future of America, make a difference. I am a servant of the community. Yes, I am. Okay, that was just a little ridiculous, though. (laughs) (laughs) What in the hell was that? Don't, hey, don't knock my hustle, homie. No, I ain't knocking your hustle. I'm knocking the the William Shatner approach to the damn. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm versatile. I'm versatile. That's all I'm saying. I'm versatile. 
that's my point. If you're if you're you're striving for something, you have your own business, you run a day to day, at any given time that you whatever happens in your business you're fully aware of it, that makes you a boss lady. Doing nothing all day and hashtagging boss lady doesn't make you a boss lady. Is my point. And I think that it doesn't I don't think that it it fills the void of wanting a man. It actually, if anything, my personal opinion is that it it takes you to a different spot to where you can meet the man that you're supposed to have because you're not going to find the man of your dreams if he's not willing to be in the same field as you. Um, But when you were talking about your son... Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, when you were talking about your son, I was definitely feeling that because it's not embraced enough in our community that that our kids can do more and be successful mm-hmm. in more than sports. Um, exactly. And so I try to expose my girls to to various things. Um, mm-hmm. And I know when um, we uh, watch the Black Girls Rock and my daughter was mesmerized by Missy Coughlin, um, you know, first, you know, African-American um, ballerina. Um, in about 20 years to be with um, the American Ballet Theater. And, you know, that's a big accomplishment. It's been 20 years since we've had representation there, and she's the only one. And yeah, it was something was, was right now, you know, relevant to my child. You know, this is in your time is that we're not everywhere still. And do you actually think that she's the only African-American alive that can dance, that can actually own and perform ballet? No. Just run over to the Alvin Ailey and see that they dance as well. But she's not in the majority dancing with American Ballet Theater, you know, there's a reason for that, you know. So, but as a community, how often do we hear these stories? How often do our kids see this so that they understand that there's still so many places that we are underexposed and mm-hmm. underrepresented, exactly. you know. Exactly. So we, we have to still, all you know, day. as parents, we have to, as parents still say, you don't have to play basketball just because you're tall. Look what else you can do. You have a, a strong exactly. suit, and we have to, you know, exactly. encourage them in those directions as well. So, Exactly. You can see it all day running on the football field. Every Sunday, Monday night, you can see us all day long shooting free throws, but you don't see us, you know, doing other things. And I think that right. the children, that's all they see, and that's their ticket, quote-unquote, out the hood. Oh, I can play basketball. I'm going to be I'm gonna be the next so-and-so. And then they get, in, they get that in their mind, and then that's all that they want to do. So then, you know, God willing, they make it, but they don't have a backup plan. Something happens, they're back to square one again. Right. Because what usually happens is that they get to they they might get through college they might they get to college and then it's like oh okay well I want to go pro they they offer me all this money I'm gonna go and now you didn't finish your education so now right. God God forbid you get hurt and you can't play anymore you have nothing to fall back on 
Right. And they're right. certainly not going to protect you. They're not going to take care of you. Once you're no good, you're no good, and that's it. Right. They move on. They replace you because it's a whole bunch more of you everywhere else in the world. So definitely exactly. that. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, um, Brian, you're going to fix that for us because you're going to get our kids exposed while you're increasing their talent. I know. You're going to handle that. Kids, kids, teenagers, young adults, adults, it doesn't matter. You know, and since Miss Taylor doesn't want to talk about it, I guess I'll talk about it briefly. Uh I sat in uh on Somebody's about to bust you out now. I know, I know. Um, I sat in on uh, Love and Poetry, um, and uh, they submitted their poems, and we actually looked at them, read them for our showcase that will be um, coming up next year. And uh, she won the she won the contest, and we actually posted one of her poems on our Facebook page, Chasing Dreams Entertainment LLC. Look us up, and you can read her poem. And she won the contest, and we are. Really excited and working with her, and congratulations, Miss Taylor. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Ms. Oh man, I'm all giddy. Thanks, Miss <laughs> Taylor. Miss Taylor. Yes. Was it nasty? I just want to ask because Ron was thinking it. Well, see, <laughs> Ron already know. Ron already know. See, see <laughs> the way that my pen and paper was set up. See, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I already know. We get, we about to hear some ish. I know we about to hear some ish, so just save it. It's gonna be a lie-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Just save, save the ish for somebody else. It's okay. We don't need it. I said that I was gonna be. It wasn't that bad. It was like well, this is definitely a result of public education, <laughs> right, Ron? I'm helping you build your so, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I just, I'm just confused. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> we do that. We do that. Wait, a long time ago. Thing. So let me say one thing. I, I'm not confused about. Yes, yes, said earlier that um, um, if you have the chance to go pro and you don't finish college, um, finish college. No, go pro. Go. One of the things people what? have a misconception of is that you have a window for learning. You have earning windows. You don't have learning windows. So you can learn until the end of your life and you can acquire knowledge, but sometimes you can only physically do things for certain years. You do those things and then you go back and get that degree, get that paper first. But that's just my way of thinking about it. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'll have to piggyback on it, and, and this is probably gonna be one of those. I won't say rare times per se, but you know, I've got several. I've got several former teammates that did the exact same thing. Um, the minute that they had the chance to go pro, they did exactly that. Um, now, a few of them actually did go back the next semester and finish up their degree just so they can go ahead and get that taken care of. Um, and then there are some that played their career out and went ahead and did a second career. I can think of at least two or three recent players, you know, in the NFL that, that basically retired uh, before everybody expected them to because they had a passion for something else that they wanted to do. I got. I think there was one guy that was a Rhodes Scholar 
still went into the league, played about three, four years, retired from the league, and is now overseas at Oxford, uh, you know, trying to finish up his degree. So it's 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 a misnomer to a degree, especially when you already have you know you have several that that have that have proven that stereotype a little bit false to some degree. Mm-hmm. I, I I can see that. I can see that. The thing is, my thing is, why can't you do both? Why can't you? Right. There are so mm-hmm. many people that balance a lifestyle and they do online school. And I mean, why can't you do both? Get your degree. Who's to say you can't just because mm-hmm. you're in training and camp or game travel? I mean, there are people that do it and they're not athletes, but they online school all the time. So yeah, but there online are too school is many different than going to Phoenix. The the, the uh, uh, University of Phoenix online is different. Like they have a football player. Who said it's got to be Phoenix online? Who said? Who said no, it's got to be Phoenix online? Why couldn't it be any HBCU? Do you know how many different schools offer online distance learning? Do you know how many? Right. But and the every major is I'm not just a, a, You can't have every major online. Some, sometimes you have to go basic, to that class. But the basic bottom line is, rather than being able to physically go to a traditional format where you have to sit in a lecture and things along those lines, it is very difficult for an athlete yeah. to have done that before the advent of online education. You can do that a lot simpler now. And there's really no excuse now because of the, the the way that online education is set up. Major universities have finally caught on, and they're finally offering they're finally offering online education uh, formats as opposed to okay, you got to be on campus with us. It took them it, it took them way too long to catch up. HBCU traditionally white school it don't matter. It took them way too freaking long right and also i just want to say it goes back to that person and who they have in their corner and in their ear and it kind of ties back into this subject of the boss man and the boss woman you know most people mm-hmm. you got that window of going to the league i'm gonna go and i'm staying in the league and you know you might have your boys or or the groupie saying, okay, he making this certain amount of money, but you're going to have to have either that boss woman, whoever it is, in your corner, or your homie, whoever it is, in your corner that's thinking of more. Like, dude, go back to school. You can go to this. You can go do that. You can do this. But you have to have a person in your corner and in your ear with that boss mentality. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you gotta have a support system that, if not reciprocal, is the reciprocal, but at least they understand what it takes to advance. You know, because you might not have somebody that everybody doesn't desire to be the boss, but that doesn't mean they can't support you mm-hmm. and, and, and you know and push you. To where you want to be. I mean, so it's it's definitely. I in my in my perspective, I think it's definitely a mentality. Um, 
it's a way it's a way of thinking. It's a way of seeing. Um, it's a way of seeing life. You know, what do I do next? You know, um, and, and not being complacent with, you know, the least amount of effort or, or the least amount of um, accomplishment. You know, you you want to feel like you've done something with yourself, and you want somebody there that wants the same thing for you. Totally agree. Ron, shut up. We shut Ron up. Never. No, not really. I was just—I I didn't want to be combative, so I said, "No, I'm going to pick my battle." Go ahead. I like to fight with you. Go ahead and tell me I'm wrong. What? You're wrong. What? I thought—I thought everybody was supposed to behave tonight. What happened? Ron don't know how to behave, you know that. He just when he opens his mouth, it's just. Is somebody talking ish? No, I ain't talking ish, honey. I I spoke exactly what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot. There's still some residual. I forgot. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when. I need to go make a call to Michael Buffer or something. Shit. This shit up. This No, you know what? I have no problem with it. And even on the topic, you know, you can still, you can be a boss lady and be with a boss man and still be that support system that he needs. You know, it's not always about your business or just his business. It They can even be separate things, but when it comes down to it, it's our business. So it's something that is definitely there. Don't no woman want to be with no man who's lazy and she go to work every day and well, you come home and all he's doing is playing You said games. don't know, woman. Well, so so why do majority why do majority women settle for that type of man? Then? That's because there are a group of women who prefer that man. There are a group of women that mm-hmm. prefer that man. You know because. Mm-hmm. There's somebody for everybody. It's a the sorry man who wants to be taken care of. There's a woman for him because she wants and to be the she dominant. Take care of she wants to be the dominant figure in the yeah. home. She wants to be the breadwinner. She wants to set the standards and be able to manage the money and say where it does and does not go. That woman exists. I know her. Yeah, she is. I know her. So, I know a couple of. I know a couple so, of her. So is she scared of that boss man, that man that's about his business, but can still take care of home and still take care of her? She don't want no. him. She don't yeah, want him because he's a challenge. He challenges everything that she does with ease. Because, for mm-hmm. one, she definitely can handle herself independent of a man. She don't need a man for financial stability. She don't need him for that. She has she a man. need him for one thing. Or two, maybe. And, and so, so she gets the one who can be in that role. And here's the deal. I knew, I know another one who that's what she wanted. You know, I got this. I got me because when you met me, I had mine. I paid my own bills. I made more money than you. I took care of my own kids. They have daddies, although we're not together. But then she brought him in, and this is your role. 
I only brought you in as this role. You're, you're supposed to be mm. this man in my life. You're for my entertainment. Don't raise my kids. You know, not that you can't say or voice something. Well, they have a daddy, so you're not replacing him. And then that's how it was supposed to be. And then things slowly started to change, and so home is not so happy because now he is feeling less than a man. So he's finding ways to try to fill the man in the household. So now we have problems arise. You know, we have issues in our space because you're trying to change the way I brought you in the door. I brought you in the door for my entertainment, and now you're trying to be the head of this household. And so, you know, when y'all start changing the game, that's where we have problems. But as long as y'all know y'all lane and stay in it, you know, we good. Right, you go stop acting like it's only one lane that got to be stayed in. Thank you. Oh, Thank, I saying. agree with that. I agree with I'm that. Saying, I will agree with that. I'm just saying, Ron, put your, put on your housemaid uniform, take your shoes off, stay in the kitchen. And, and get to that. Oh, you really got to be kidding me with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want, but, I want my you know plate what? I'm not when even I get home. I want my plate piping hot when I get home, and I want my That's right. Hot. So then when you serve me, home, you say yes, ma'am. Then I'll do that. How about that? <laughs> so then are you considered a boss <laughs> woman if that's the case? <laughs> no, we're just joking. Nobody. No. No, no, we're kidding because I, I, don't, I don't want that guy. Yeah, I, I, I prefer no. a real man. I'm sorry. I like exactly. a real man that. Every now and then makes me go, did I do something wrong? Am I right? Is everything okay? I said, now and then. Mm-hmm. say often. Mm-hmm. But um, so I like right. a head of the household. From time to time. I like a head of the household kind of man. He needs to know he's a man. I need to know he's a man. I don't ever need to question who's running this, you know. But I like do understand that my that my business, what, what is mine, my business itself, like how I run what I do, I run that, you know. Please acknowledge it. And then let me do it because I'm gonna acknowledge right, well, yours you and I'm gonna let that. you do yours. What if, what if he sees something that you don't see that is a better direction for your, uh, for your brand, for your business? Will you accept that being a boss, or being a boss is it your decision to make solely? Being oh, a boy, boss, being about. a boss is my decision to ultimately make. However, being a wise woman. I know that you seek counsel when it's something that you don't see or you don't know. So if he brings that to the table and he's he can see something that I'm missing and he's offering to assist me in that, definitely I'll listen. Because if he's my man, he's concerned with me doing well and succeeding. So I don't have to question, you know, his reason. So I definitely would take that in, into consideration and make changes that we have found together are the best changes to make. Okay, now I ask that to say something a little bigger that the best chiefs are Indians. The best bosses are workers. So, yeah, a boss man wants a boss woman, but after a while, a boss has to be dominant. And you don't want your partner dominant all the time. Sometimes you want your partner to be subservient. Sometimes you want your partner to be docile. Sometimes you want your partner to just shut the hell up. So, so do you think that that's, do you think that that's, that's two things? I mean, is that are you think are you saying a boss woman a boss a, a lady boss is the lady boss of 
everything or just her business? No, what I'm saying is that the best bosses have a duality to them where they're not just bosses, but they can take direction and they can. The best oh, boss definitely. I ever had swept the floor also. Okay, definitely. Okay, because I'm I'm I was I'm thinking that you know trying to see how you're merging that. So I get it now. I definitely see that. I'm I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down. Every time I try to let you like make some damn sense, you come back with some ish. I can't stand it. Wow, wow. This is this is 2013 going into 2014, right? Right, right, right. And yes, ma'am, it is. If you don't get that 1962 answer out of here, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy. I'm going to need you to take a nap. I, I tried to. I tried you to didn't leave, know. That was just, you didn't know that, that, that every, every Wednesday we borrow Ron from 1960. And then we send his ass back. Nobody told you? <laughs> yeah, just keep listening. Check the archives. Every week he said some 1960 some shit. It went, uh, <laughs> just, I smell hate through a line. I swear I, I smell hate through a line. You know, it's so wrong to hate people. But I can dislike the hell no, out of you. I don't hate him. Oh, Lord. I don't hate oh, it. I'm glad you picking up what I laid down. What in the... Oh. <sighs> just take the wheel, take the wheel. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was one of them cool lines he got off the love boat. I think he got it on... I you said a love boat. I got a couple more. I got a couple more, too. Don't get me started. I, yeah, I, I he hit still watches stuff. those on his VCR. While I'm playing my 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 um, go and say eight tracks. You know, you play the car. He's still playing his eight tracks in the car. Play my eight tracks. Yeah. You ain't heard? Eight tracks. I was listening yeah. to Millie Jackson a little earlier today. That Millie Jackson. That's that's hot. He got the TV yeah. antenna on the back of his van. We know. We know, Ron. We know. I hope we he know. got a diamond in the back with a sunroof top. <laughs> <laughs> Did you timestamp it? Um, Shakir, did you timestamp it right when it went to hell in the hands basket? Did you timestamp it? Man, look, it, it, the, the timestamp is always around the same time as it usually is. I think we popped off somewhere around 1135 tonight. And it is what it is. God, if I wasn't comfortable in my skin, I would think you were trying to say something there, Shakir. <laughs> nah, it ain't got nothing to do with look. At this point, it's just one of them things where it's like, yo, it's like three minutes left to go. Say your piece, and we'll holler next week. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ooh, goodness. Shakir set you up right quick. He was like, say, man, say. But you know, that's how the, the big guy, the the little guy, you know, they tell the little guy, say, man, just just go and say what you need to say. No, no. That's what he did to brother. you. He, like, took, your, took his hand and popped your forehead while you were swinging. 
was telling that me was that y'all took that, 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 that a whole different way. Good. Uh, like, I can still see Shakira's hand on your forehead while you're swinging, like, just keeping you arms reach away. So you just swing. <laughs> 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 okay, that's that, 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 because <laughs> you didn't pick up what I put down. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely turned into a complete and utter clusterfuck. Right, a bunch of ish. No. That's what it's turned into. A bunch of ish. ish. But we talked about some good stuff until he started talking but, about the ish. But, you know, I'm waiting on him to say, young blood. Uh, can I grab a face with you for a second? <laughs> I just hope I just hope he knows it's 2013, 2014. These women done changed out here. You ain't gonna no, The more they change, the more they stay the same. Oh, you got to do something No big change makes you do something strange. I ain't never lying. I ain't never lying. <laughs> no, that's them old hoes that do that. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Well, you know, no, you no. know he likes them. You know he likes them. He got a soft spot for some old ones. He like them old. That 75-year-old lady with them dukes on, he like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're from a couple of weeks. Don't have to worry about her. She'll have them seats, so we don't have to worry about her. That's what that's called. That's called season coochie. He says it's season. <laughs> okay, I'm done because I could have went so many. Don't have to, you okay, don't have so to worry we, about we don't have we we have uh, 50 seconds, and so let's just go ahead and call it a night. We really enjoy having you, Brian. You gave us lots of insight. You brought about lots of topics, and we're glad you participated. Definitely want to go ahead and put your websites and things on my page so people can have access to you. Um, I'm not going to let Ron talk anymore. We're just going to go ahead and wind the show on down. Um, So we will see you guys. Oh, are we going to do this next week? Do y'all want to be on vacation? We'll talk about it. We'll see if we do this next week, and if not, we'll see the week after Thanksgiving. Everybody be safe and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening as you wind it on down. Have a great night, and we'll see you when we see you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for having me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.